What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program. It's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10 plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all my best personal resources, as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Limitless MD podcast. I'm your host, Vikram Raya, and I'm here with my main man, Craig Ballantyne. Hey, Craig, what's going on? Hey, Vic. This is going to be so much fun. So, guys, uh, I first, uh, I guess, met Craig virtually. Like, I was uh, listening to a, um, a podcast with uh, one of his friends, Bedros Koulian, uh, an amazing entrepreneur, um, uh, fitness entrepreneur, and he wrote a book called Man Up. And then in the book, I was really intrigued by the actual book itself, but then he kept on mentioning this guy, Craig Ballantyne, this, Craig helped me do this, Craig did this. I'm like, dude, who's this Craig guy? I, I don't know him at all. Like, I was like, and then I started Googling him, then I saw him on YouTube and, and you know, it's just like your reticular activating system. Yeah. Once you read something, Craig, like it, it starts appearing everywhere. And so then I recognize you from like seven different things. I, 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 I you know, I don't have time to read books like I used to. So I, I do Audible, boom. Number, uh, I first read Perfect Day Formula, which was yeah. a really good book. But literally, I think we're one of your best works is a perfect week formula. And so, I agree. why don't you tell me about that and like just just break in, uh, break the audience into like why why discipline, why uh, why productivity, why entrepreneurs? Yeah, well, you know, here's the funny thing is that's my best book, and I didn't even write it. Um, so you know, I'm I'm a I'm not only a person who preaches automate, delegate, and eliminate, but I also practice it. And so what I did was we, we thought, like, how can we create this book as fast as possible? And, and that's what we're all about. How can we use scientifically proven shortcuts for success? I did that for 20 years in the fitness industry, and then I transitioned over coaching in the business space. And so what I did was I told stories of uh, successful clients and, you know, the structure that we use in the perfect week formula that gives people an extra two hours a day. And, you know, they take back that time to do whatever they want with it. And I told stories, I taught the principles, I put it in audio format, gave it to a, um, a young man who was trained to write in my voice. And he wrote the book, a young man's name is Austin Gillis. So it's my content, my stories, but I didn't actually sit down and write it. And then another, I was actually just thinking about this, uh, 
an hour before the call because we're, I was helping another client with some book stuff. And what we did then is we um, crowdsourced the editing. So I went to my client list of 500 clients and I said, who wants to review the book and tell us, you know, find all the spelling mistakes. And some people are just super gung-ho on that. And then find the grammar and all that sort of stuff. Tell us what stories don't make sense. And we had 25 people read it over a weekend and we fixed all that sort of stuff. And so now, you know, we did that. I, I would say that was probably from start to finish six months. So we really got that book done fast. And again, it's, it's better written and, and it's better than the first book because the first book, I read all the Amazon reviews and all the unanswered questions, which we put into the second book as well. So, so we got into that space, Vic, because I was an entrepreneur for 20 years um, and about halfway through those 20 years, people started asking me, how do you get so much done and how did you grow your business? And I loved teaching that far more than I loved teaching fitness. So I started doing seminars way back in 2007 and then got a lot of clients in the fitness space and started getting CEO clients and then started getting real estate investor clients and started getting author clients and even some professional athletes and some Hollywood actors and stuff like that because they wanted to know how can they get more done? Because most of my colleagues at the start saw me, I was actually running multiple fitness businesses and this business early to rise. And they're like, how are you cranking out all that content? How are you doing all that video? How are you doing all that written work? Is it you or is it you know a team of 10? And it was all me at that point. And I just had systems because I'm actually a lazy, unmotivated, undisciplined person at heart but I knew I wanted to be successful. So I thought, how can I build a system that leads me towards doing more of the right things and helps me avoid the wrong things? And I've just kind of, every year I just get, you know, more and more junk gets moved into the, I, not, I never do that anymore. And, you know, elimination and I do more delegation and I build more automation, which allows me more free time just to sit there and think. Like I have about, an hour every morning where I just sit and think I might review something, but I'm plotting and planning and all of this stuff, which is missing from most people's lives. Whether you're a busy parent, whether you're a busy doctor, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're most of the time people are just reacting and they're not spending time in what I talk about in the perfect week formula, which is non-urgent important work. Non-urgent important work is that work that brings you money later, not the urgent important work that brings you money now. But if you never spend any time on that non-urgent important work, you never have that big money later. And you know, you're a you're a walking testament to somebody who has applied all of these things to some, you know, somebody who has thought about money later, who has thought about non-urgent important activities where it could have been just, you know, just cardiology, cardiology, cardiology. But no, you took time to do all that other stuff and were able to set yourself free. So so that's really what the book is about. The the principles, Vic, are about systems that give you freedom systems give you freedom. That's what it's about. Wow. That's powerful guys. I hope you guys paid attention. I mean, he really, uh, Craig just really laid it out. The, uh, the not urgent important that all comes from the Eisenhower matrix, which he lays out in his book really, uh, keenly. And that comes from, you know, Dwight D Eisenhower, the former president, he really had was a very efficient president. People were impressed. And he's like, how do you do what you're doing? And he said, like, I create these four quadrants, right? Uh, not urgent, but important, then it's urgent and important. Then it's um, not uh, urgent, not important. Right. And then it's uh, uh, urgent, urgent, not important. important. Like urgent, not important is when you like wake up and you go, I got to see how many points LeBron scored last night. No, you don't. No, you don't. 
but you're not going to want to see how many points he scored last Thursday, right? So it is urgent, but it's not important. And unfortunately, you know, so the average person spends their time in um, urgent, non-important, and even non-urgent, non-important, like watching cat videos on TikTok and stuff. Like that is a non-urgent, non-important activity. But you know, the, the phone is built to be addictive. And so they don't have any systems for overcoming the phone, right? Like TikTok is the, you know, just to play off on TikTok, it's the world's most popular app. I don't have it on my phone. I never have had it on my phone. I've looked at it on my wife's phone and went, whoa, I'm not smoking that crack anymore because that <laughs> stuff, that stuff is crack. I mean, you, you're just like, where did that 20 minutes go? And so the system is, do not put it on the phone. Just like if you're a potato chip fiend, do not have potato chips in the house. That's the system that keeps you free. And it's the same with the non-urgent um, and important stuff. So non-urgent, important. Non-urgent, important is the most important stuff that you can do. It's the writing of the book. It's the creating of a program or product that you're going to sell. It is the planning about how you're going to do your first real estate deal. That is That could wait till tomorrow. All three of those things, they could just wait till tomorrow because you know it's almost uh, New Year's or it's almost uh, the weekend and it can wait till the weekend or it's Monday, I've got to do something else, whatever it is, right? It can always wait. But the people who are very successful in life spend more time in non-urgent, important work than anybody else. And that's really what it is all about. Um, and, you know, just like, I know what people are thinking, well, you know, I got to check my email and I got to check my text messages. Most of those things have been sitting there for eight hours, right? Like you go to bed at 10 o'clock, you get up at six. Somebody sent you a message at 10, 15 last night, 15 minutes after you went to bed. It's been sitting there for at least seven hours and 45 minutes. It can sit there another 90 minutes. That's what you have to overcome. You have to build the systems. You have to build the systems where this phone doesn't go out of airplane mode until an hour and a half after you've been up and you've done some work on your non-urgent important task that's moved you ahead, moved your family ahead, moved your kids' kids ahead in success because wow. of what you did today. And when you got that, boom, you're going to be unbeatable. I, I also want to let the listeners know, guys, everyone talks about morning routines, miracle mornings, you know, power hours. But one of the most insightful things I learned from Craig was, you know, that's actually a perverse form of procrastination. And it's not for everyone. Like, we're all high achievers. The people listening to this podcast, Craig, are the one percenters. They're, they're highly successful physicians, entrepreneurs, business owners. And they all have probably have routines already. And they've heard of that yada, yada, yada. But what's interesting is I want you to share with them, like, how it's actually the wrong thing to do first thing in the morning. And they can sort of piggyback off of the NUI time or the not urgent important time or what you yeah. call magic time. Yeah, absolutely. So, so in the morning, first thing in the morning, 80% of people, probably 90% of people have the most discipline, willpower, and intention that they will have all day long, right? The most discipline, willpower, and intention that you will have all day long. And so a lot of people default to quote unquote good activities you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to go work out. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, or I'm going to go and do some journaling or I'm going to do meditation. And those things are good and helpful for you. But if you're a workout junkie, you're actually doing something quote unquote easy 
during the time of day when you need the greatest discipline, willpower, and attention. So I want you, you know, to really think about what can you push off that is guaranteed you'll do later, right? Right. Like if, if you're a strong Christian and you read the Bible first thing in the morning, you could continue to read the Bible first thing in the morning, or you could read it some other time of day, right? It doesn't matter what time of the day you read the Bible, as long as you read the Bible every day. But look at what you are not getting done. Look at the hardest thing in your life, the thing that you are avoiding, the resistance. What is it? You, you know, three years in a row, you said you wanted to write a book and you haven't started writing the book. Well, then get up first thing in the morning, start writing the book. That's when you have the greatest discipline, willpower, and intention. And if you use proper planning and preparation, which is another secret that I'll that we can talk about here, it makes it so much easier for you to get up in the morning and do the hardest work. If you're you know, struggling to do your first investment or if you're way behind on your taxes, if you try and do that stuff at eight o'clock at night, you'll be tired. You'll have two glasses of wine. Your spouse will want to watch Netflix. Your kids will need some help. And it'll be like, uh, I'll do it tomorrow night. And tomorrow night, and the next thing you know, it's 71 days later, and you haven't done a single thing on something that you said is important. So you get up. And, then, and so, you know, listen, let me just say this, Vic. If, if people are listening to this and they're like, I'm nailing everything, I don't need any more help, I'm as productive as possible, I'm happy, I'm as successful and fulfilled as possible, I don't need any, any more productivity, then ignore me. But if you are sitting there thinking to yourself, I've got this to-do list of important things and that to-do list of important things is hardly getting knocked off. And there's been things on there, whether it's writing in the book or whether it's the finding of a better relationship or fixing a current relationship or losing 40 pounds or whatever it is, like the thing that you're not doing needs to be done first thing. You know, it's, it's do the hardest things first. Mark Twain said, if your job is to eat a frog, best thing to do is eat that frog first thing in the morning. If your job is to eat two frogs, best thing to do is eat the biggest frog first. <laughs> do the hardest work first thing in the morning. And a lot of people resist that because they are set in their ways with like, when I tell people not to work out in the morning, a lot of people like, they, you know, it's like all of a sudden I've it's unplugged them. It's like, it's her heretical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No yeah. It's like all of a sudden no their mental TV is all the other gurus out there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Their mental TV has gone fuzzy and, and it's like, what, you know, like, how could you possibly say that? Well, listen, you don't have a workout problem. You know, you're in great shape. You're doing the triathlons, all this stuff. Like, we don't have a problem with you working out. We have a problem with you not finishing your book. We have a problem with you not doing your taxes. We have a problem with you not getting out of credit card debt. We have a problem with you not spending the two hours to go through all these real estate prospectus so that you can make an educated decision on a passive income investment. That's your problem, not getting on the bike and doing another 50 miles. Like we already know you can do that. So do it at lunchtime or do it at five o'clock because we know you're going to do it. You're an, you're an exercise addict. There is no question you will, <laughs> that you will not exercise. We know you'll do it. So do it later, but do the hardest thing now. So Craig, I love the concept that you've come up with called effortless discipline. Um, and it, I think you're sort of highlighting some of it here, but could you yeah. go into a little bit more of what, like people can expect if they, you know, I know you've created a program with the same name, but like, what is the gist of it all? And how, how do like high performers implement that? 
Yeah, so I'm I'm a I'm an interesting paradox here. So you know, it, when it comes to the morning routine, I'm anti soft morning routine, right? The soft morning routine of the yoga, meditation, journaling, all that stuff. I don't think you should do that first thing. I think you should do the hard work first thing in the morning. But when it comes to discipline, I'm actually like an easy soft discipline person because when you think discipline, you think cold showers, you think you know hard workouts, you think restricting yourself and all that sort of stuff, right? Like sitting there and at uh, dinner while everyone eats chocolate cake and you just go, you know, okay, great. You can do it that way. But what we do is discipline through subtraction, discipline through subtraction. And so I want to be disciplined, but I want to do it as easily as possible. So earlier I alluded to the fact that, you know, I don't have TikTok on my phone. Therefore, I don't have to use my willpower to not click on TikTok. I don't have potato chips in the house. Therefore, I don't have to use my discipline to fight against potato chips. Now, actually, I should say that um, I do have potato chips in the house, but I don't eat them. I don't care for potato chips. I don't have chocolate-covered almonds in the house. <laughs> because, I want, uh, because back when I, when I hadn't figured this out, one of my clients sent me a five-pound bag of chocolate-covered almonds for Christmas, and it was gone before the end of January. You know, and it was just me eating them. You know, it was like I had like 60 chocolate-covered almonds every day for breakfast, and, and it was, I couldn't stop. And so I was like, okay, I just can't have these in the house. Uh, you know, so I'll give them, if somebody sends them to me, I'll give them away. You can send me a ton of other things. Um, like I don't drink alcohol at all anymore. So people send me tequila, like bottles of really nice tequila. And I'm like, well, I don't drink alcohol anymore. So I've subtracted it from my life because I even found like one drink just ruins my sleep. So it's not even worth the one drink because of how I'm going to feel the next day. So I decided to completely eliminate it. And so now I've made this, you know, declaration, public accountability is another way to have um, effortless discipline. So if I tell you, I do not drink and I tell everybody listening to this podcast and everybody who listens to this podcast and their circles knows that Craig Valentine does not drink. So if you see Craig Valentine drinking, you see him as a hypocrite and a liar. Now, I, I will never be seen as a hypocrite or a liar. So therefore, I will never drink. It reinforces it. So it seems like your, your identity, you've made that... Like you, it's so powerful that yeah. it changes who you are as your identity. And I yeah. think being consistent with your identities is one of the most powerful forces. I'm, I'm a huge believer in that. And I never actually heard that concept until James Clear's Atomic Habits. But, you know, because he always, he, he will say like, yeah, it's good to have, not have the potato chips in the house. But if that's the only, you know, system that you've built, eventually you'll be around potato chips. What you need to do is go one step further and say, I'm the type of person who either doesn't eat potato chips or I'm the type of person who can just have one, you know, a small bowl of potato chips and that's it. That's it. And everybody here who's listening to this has had a strong framework or mindset or belief system around something like maybe, you know, especially there's probably a lot of doctors listening and there's probably people on here who at age 12 were like, I'm going to be a doctor. Like there's no question. I'm like my life, I'm going to be a doctor and I'm going to go through hell or high water. I'm going to do all of these things. I am a doctor. I'm just not yet. I just don't yet have my medical certificate, but I am a doctor. And so if everybody here just listens and thinks and goes, where have I had that frame? You know, have I had that frame around? I'm going to be a great father or I'm going to be a great husband or, or 
wife or mother. Um, I'm going to be married with kids by age 30. And then, you know, that came true because you had such a strong framework because that was your identity or I'm a strong Christian or I always make time for golf or whatever it is. Like, you know, something they don't, these don't have to be like morally strong. Like, you know, like I, I have one where I eat spinach every day. Like it's like, I will go way out of my way, like 10 miles out of my way to eat spinach every day, just because that's part of my little healthy shtick. And so I just have that, like, I'm always going to eat spinach because uh, it's healthy. I'm always going to eat spinach. And so, you know, you might have like some of these little ones, but the main big ones like that I do not drink, um, like these are mine. I do not drink. I do not curse or swear. I work out three times per week. I eat spinach every day. Um, and, uh, you know, there's probably a few other things. Like I spend time with my wife every day, blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm going to be a great father and great husband. And these are, this is my identity and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a disciplined person. These are my things. These are, these are truly where, how where, I, where did the, the concept of the, Hey, I'm the most, <laughs> where did your friends start calling you? I'm the most, uh, self, uh, the most disciplined man in the world. What did that? Yeah, it's a good question. So, so it was first, you're the most productive person in the world, right? Because I had the fitness business, uh, and another business and I was creating more content. It looked like five or six or 10 people were creating all of my content. And this guy, his name is Ed O'Keefe. He used to do marketing for dentists. And now I think he does a, has a supplement company. And I met him through some marketing friends of mine. And, and Ed said, you're the most productive person I've ever met. And then somebody else, I, maybe I told that to Bedros or my friend Vince Del Monte, and then they started calling me the world's most disciplined man. So am I the world's most disciplined man judged by Jocko Willink or a Marine or a Navy SEAL? No. But am I the mo one of the most productive people that you will ever meet in terms of cranking out content? Yes. In order to be the most prolific person in terms of cranking out content, you have to, you know, quote unquote, be disciplined. Or you have to have built up systems. There's, um, you know, the, the comic Dilbert. Yeah. Yeah. So, every, you know, most people have read a Dilbert comic strip. So Scott Adams, the guy who writes that, he's really big on, um, you, don't, you don't set goals, you just build systems. You don't set goals, you just build systems. So, that. you know, because everybody can just sit there and go, yeah, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. That's a goal or a resolution. But unless you build systems, like, okay, so the system... And each of the systems kind of has to have like a domino effect. So, you know, the system is I, I get, well, here's what I do the night before, because most people think like your good habits start in the morning, but they actually start the night before. So in order to have a good system, the night before you have to put two liters of water beside your bed. You have to put your workout clothes there. You have to, put, you have to know what workout you're going to do. You have to have prepared some good food in the fridge or know the route that you're going to drive to work in order to pick up good food so that you don't, you know, make bad choices. So that those systems, if somebody did that versus somebody who said, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to work out and I'm going to eat well. Well, the person who had built the systems has a much greater chance of being successful. It's just like a city. If a city only had roads and no traffic lights or roundabouts, it'd be a chaotic mess. But instead, they're like, well, we're going to have a million people in this city because I live in Cancun. There's a million people here. They have roundabouts and traffic lights. And if they didn't have those, 
it would be insane because traffic's already kind of weird here. Like nobody really stays in their lane and there's like 20 people in the back of a pickup truck and, and there's motorbikes everywhere and stuff like that. And it's, it's kind of neat, but, it's like but, but it's a chaotic system, but it's still a system. It's a system that works. And, you know, I've seen, I certainly haven't seen any more accidents here than I've seen in the United States or in Canada where I lived before. And even though the system is less orderly here, it still runs on a system. It's just a slightly different system. But if you set a goal with no systems, you'll fail. If you build systems but, and, but don't have a specific goal but are working in, in a direction, you'll achieve great results. So it's systems, systems. What systems can you build? I don't know. Did you ever see the movie Up in the Air with George Clooney? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, it, and even if you haven't seen the movie, maybe you've seen the trailer where George Clooney packs that suitcase, right? And he packs it so methodically because George Clooney was this traveling guy who went around and fired people everywhere or something. And he and has like it was, a million miles. Million yeah, miles. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was always on airplanes. He was always on airplanes. And <clears throat> I spent a lot of time on airplanes too. And I had a system for packing my backpack that I... I went to on a safari and to Europe for a 43 day trip with a backpack because, (laughs) because I knew exactly, I knew exactly what I didn't need. What most people, when most people travel, they take more stuff than they need. I knew what I didn't need. I knew what laundered easily. I knew how many shoes I needed and I knew what else really mattered. And, you know, and I'd packed many, many times for many trips, but George Clooney in that, in that movie, he has it down to like this, you know, scientific system of exactly how to load that suitcase and then how to flip it and wheel it out. And, you know, everything was just so designed. And, and, you know, for all the doctors on here, they just like, yeah, that's a checklist. I follow a checklist every time I go into surgery. Well, that's your, that's your system, right? And it's because of the systems, the checklist that pilots follow, that surgeons follow, that things get done properly. Now, of course, they still go off the rails once in a while, but, you know, you look at, Air, air travel today, air travel today is one of the safest places that you can be because of the systems that they have built and they follow because they made mistakes that were, you know, massive mistakes 40, 50 years ago. Um, you know, those mistakes, you know, they turned those losses into lessons and built better systems. And that's what you do if you want to be more productive, more successful, fitter, better relationship, everything. Everything, you can build systems for everything, even writing. And I want to, to take to what you said. And I want to stack on that, Craig. Uh, one of the things, uh, you know, when we've worked together, you sort of taught me is how do you Craig proof the business? How do you Vic proof uh, the yeah. business? And, you know, the first goal is to create the systems. The second goal is to uh, replicate yourself with systems. So you yourself are not the bottleneck of any business because the chokehold of any business guys is really the owner. Mm-hmm. And as you can, as the owner expands his mindset and his systems and his strategies and his delegation, uh, the, this company or the, you know, the system can then expand and do well. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you, when you do have a business, so if you are, you know, just on the business side of things, you eventually run into constraint, right? Like, so the business is operating as a system, you know, people come in, then they go through this, then they make this decision then they make either this decision or this decision, and then they stay for this long. And it's just a system and you run it through. Now, if you just continue to run the same system, eventually it will decay and the business will decline, right? And almost every business will decline. You know, think about Blockbuster. They just ran the same system until it didn't work. Now, you, you need to be constantly looking at, first of all, how can we improve every aspect of the system? 
but where does that system go? You know, the tube go from this to like, you know, not allowing any more growth through it. And then you build a system to open that up. And then you go and you look for the next constraint and then you look for the next constraint. And then you just keep analyzing the system so that it's running. You know, business is not much different than plumbing. You know, I don't have much of a, a cursory knowledge of plumbing, but I can imagine, you know, it's just a bunch of pipes flowing. And if the pipes get backed up in plumbing, is pipes get backed up in business? Where are things stopping? Or is, is, are too many customers leaking out? Or are we getting, is there some point in the lead generation where all of a sudden it just stops and they're not getting to the next phase to become customers? And you can just look at things like that. There's a bit of an art and science to it, but in most cases, you look at your system and you fix it. And if you can take that methodical mind to business, to investing, to your fitness, man, you can really, you can really squeeze out more juice from you know, less effort than somebody who's working much harder uh, on the same goal. And that's, that's kind of like my, the thing that I'm best at is that perfect week formula. Everybody's got 168 hours in their week system. Like, it's not like Elon Musk has 172 or, you know, Bill Gates has 184. Like everybody's got that 168 hours and it's configuring a system that best results, that results in the best production in that week and it, you know in the greatest results and outcomes because it's not just about like oh well does this mean like working 16 hours a day no it means having time for your kids you know Vic has great times with his kids great travel you know lots of basketball with, um, watching basketball with his kids I know that you and uh, your boys do that and so but it's because of the system that you've built that you know there's there are some days right Vic where you're like what did I you know I didn't really feel like I worked today but I've gotten something done and the business is growing and it's like yeah. To a cardiologist who studied for so long and spent so much time, you know, in internship and residency, it is very difficult for you to go like, is this system really working with me working in the system so little? Yeah, I mean, you feel, uh, you know, so the the entrepreneurs, the the doctors, the people are listening. Sometimes you get into the fact of do I, you feel a little guilty, like, oh, I'm yeah. used to like you know, cranking it out, like, you know, busting my butt. And now it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm getting the same result with less work. This is, I feel guilty. <laughs> but I think you learn that this is how you become more, you're, you're becoming efficient. You're, you're doing the things that need to be done. You're delegating things that you don't need to do. And then you're eliminating a lot of unnecessary items off your, off your plate. And, yeah. and then that allows you to have the juice of life. And it's not like, Hey, I, I'm only about productivity or making money. It's like, Hey, how do I win at all, all, all spheres of life? Like Craig, um, you know, obviously you're, you have your companies and you're very successful and you're a coach, but tell us about all the other stuff that you do to make your life well-rounded. Well, you know, for me, Vic, on the, uh, just one more thing on the work side, like to me writing the books, because I was such a bookworm and I really wanted to write a book and I love writing. So for me, like in terms of the work accomplishments, my books are are really, really high up there. You know, it's amazing that, you know, I get to help people make a living and all that sort of stuff and all the clients I've helped. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, oh, man, I've got a book. I, you know, I'm going to leave behind this book with a, which I believe is timeless information. So I'm pretty pumped about that. And the cool thing is, is that the information in those books has opened up time for me, you know, to have a great relationship with my wife. You know, we spend a ton of time with her. Um, we have a baby on the way. 
And, you know, I'm 46, but I'm in pretty good shape. So I get to, to, you know, be consistent with my workouts, travel a lot, um, you know, not as much, obviously, in the last couple of years. But, you know, even in the last couple of years, we've still been to two new countries and, you know, 45 countries overall, even though people think I work a lot. And I've just been very fortunate. And I know a lot of people. I guess that's one other thing, like the relationships I have. I could be dropped into almost any country. And I know somebody who lives there who would help wow. me out, tour me around. And it's really, really neat. And so I've seen how the, uh, uh, a lot of how the world lives. And, you know, I just think that uh, I'm able to do, be free. I'm able to be free to do what I want to do, which is thinking and writing and reading and learning and sharing that information with other people. So it's really leveraging the information I'm able to consume and just go and, and share it with other people so that. You know, I can make you an extra 10 hours a week, which is 500 hours in a year for the next 20 years. I've given you a thousand hours and you know, I've given you a thousand hours, Vic. That is pretty darn awesome. That's like half a working year that I've been able to give you to do whatever you want. And, you know, you're going to turn that into a great legacy. And that's that really matters to me. What what advice would you give to your 35 year old self, Craig? 35? Yeah. Uh, I would say don't wait until 46 to quit drinking. So, I mean, but at 35, I was only having like one drink two to three times a month, but even the one drink, it's just not worth it. So I would say that is one thing. Um, and I would just be like, think bigger, try and get to know more people. And also just, even though I was doing a lot of free information back then, I would be like, just go to the next level and how much free information you give out to people. Like just give and give and give and give and give. Because if you put out so much free information, that's good quality, of course. Like people are, are going to only find one or two pieces of free information. They're going to go, I want more. And then they're going to go and look for something to buy from me. So, so if anybody here is in the information space, they think, well, I don't want to go and give out all my information. But if you give it all out, First of all, if you're an expert, you're going to come up with new ideas all the time. So you can never actually give out all the information you know, because you're going to continue to learn new information, which you can charge for or whatever. But even if you even if you had a product that had 40 hours worth of content and then you did four, 160 videos that were 15 minutes long that essentially told different stories of that 40 hours of content no one's ever going to go and find the 160 hours of free content. They're going to watch two or three 15 minute free videos, and then they're going to buy the 40 hour product. But most people think it's the opposite that no one will buy the 40 hour product because you put out a five minute video or something. So I would, you know, I don't even know how I would do it because I put out so much free stuff, but I would try and put out even more free stuff. That's awesome, man. So yeah. just continue to be generous. Yeah. You're like up leveling your, your health habits and you inspire me, man. I'm doing a, uh, I think the joke is like no beer for a year, but essentially I'm going, you know, I really want to elevate my health level. And, you know, the way I'm thinking about it is uh, getting rid of alcohol is the ultimate biohack. And that's what I'm about. I'm biohacking human optimization. And so right. I'm going to, I'm going to 2022, man, I'm going dry. So thanks for the inspiration, my friend. And no problem, um, man. where, where can people find out more about you? Um, I, you know, I love the perfect day formula, which I have. Is it coming in the right way? Here we go. Perfect day formula. I love the perfect week formula. But what I mean, what, what what's the best way for them to get started with you, get to learn, learn about you and do more with you? 
Yeah. So, so everybody go to perfectweekformula.com and grab that book. You can also get on Amazon too. The audio book is there. The ebook is there. The physical book is there. And then um, message me on LinkedIn. So Craig Valentine on LinkedIn or Instagram at real Craig Valentine. That's probably where I'm going to get back to you fastest. And if anybody has any questions, I'm happy to answer them. You know, I've got video upon video upon video to share with you, or we got our morning routine course or our books and that sort of stuff, because I can, I can give you an extra 500 hours in a year, which is insane, right? 10 hours a week, 50 weeks. I can give you that. And all you have to do is take it. And then you can do whatever you want with those 500 hours. Boom, guys. You just heard it. The offer's right there. Extra 500 hours, extra 1,000 hours. What can you do with that time, right? Um, and um, this... This, this podcast, you may want to re-listen to it. You might want to take notes on it. But um, the, the information, the technology you just heard is game-changing. And it really has changed my life. And that's why, you know, I work with Craig. But um, uh, listen to his advice. And again, uh, all this information will be in the show notes below. And again, thank you, Craig, for being such a badass, being amazing. I really appreciate you. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you soon in, in Mexico, perhaps. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be amazing, my friend. Can't wait to meet you in person and and just go deeper on this. All right. Cheers, man. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.